the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. Podcast. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is a life and relationship coach. She is also an NLP practitioner. American Jocelyn Bellows. Hi, Jocelyn. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I am doing wonderful, Nigel. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So I detect a little bit of an accent. Where do you live? (laughs) It's really funny. I detect an accent from you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I call Colorado home these days. Um, I am in the U.S. Uh, Born and raised in New Jersey. I don't know if you're familiar with the the U.S., but New Jersey is on the East Coast. I I grew up about an hour-ish from New York City. So where did you grow up and what was it like? So I grew up in a small town in New Jersey called Clinton. Like I said, it was about an hour, a little over an hour from New York City um, in the western part of the state. And I grew up in somewhat rural. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, super remote. However, as my mom called it, to drive into the neighborhood I, I grew up in, we had literally had to drive by a farmette. It was a small farm and they, it was a working farm. They had a few cows and horses and chickens and whatever. Um, so they had you know, several acres of land. But I grew up in a, in a very comfortable, I'd say comfortable environment. And, and I, I didn't realize until probably I left for college that I was in a, I lived in a neighborhood or in an area that was fairly affluent. I didn't, I didn't see it that way as a child. And it's all relative, right? So I grew up in a, in a really nice neighborhood. I'm the oldest of three children. And you know, my father worked in corporate America his entire career. My mom went back to work after my youngest brother went off to kindergarten. And you know, all the adults around us were all, I knew they were all well-educated. You know, I had you know, attorneys and engineers and dentists and business, you know, business owners. And, and my neighborhood, a lot of people in my neighborhood drove nice fancy cars and my parents you know drove the the cars that they were hand-me-downs from their parents so I just thought that we were lucky to be in this neighborhood I didn't realize until much later on that this was life choices that my parents made on how they chose to to invest their money and they invested in experiences in that thing which imprinted upon me as how I started to as I be, you know, grew into a young adult and into an adult of how I, what I value, which is actually pretty much in alignment with what they value, surprisingly. <laughs> well, you call yourself the break up to wake up coach. How did you come up with that slogan? Okay, so I can't take full credit for that. 
Uh, in fact, it was funny. I, I literally had this conversation yesterday. I, when I started my practice a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now, I, I had started, I worked with a couple of business coaches and it was in a group program. And I was you know, sharing my journey as to why I wanted to be a coach. And one of my classmates called it out and he said, this is what your title is. He said, You're a breakup to wake up coach. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, and it really, and it because it really hit me hard, and it hit in a in a way that I still had to grow to to get comfortable with. So my journey began a few years ago when I moved to Colorado. Shortly after moving to Colorado, I actually filed for divorce. I realized that I was terribly unhappy, and I and it's not necessarily with him. I was terribly unhappy. I had felt a void in my life my entire life, and I looked at the relationship I was in, and and I just could only do so much in within the construct of that and so I decided it was time for me to leave that marriage and and what I didn't know because there's so much I didn't know back then is that I really truly didn't love myself and I had entered into this marriage not being whole and complete as an individual and it took me having to leave to find me and know what it was to love me and so this breakup to wake up was literally what happened I, I literally broke up and ended a relationship to wake up and find out who I really am and know what it was to love myself. And so that's, you know, that's in the journey of becoming a coach. It was not something I set out to do. It really was as I started to play in this field and this space of what it meant to, to be vulnerable and to just put myself out there without armor because I had been armored throughout my marriage, to put myself out there without armor and just share openly what was going on in my world and just being really real with myself. And no longer being a victim, by the way, taking full responsibility of, of my actions and why I ended up in the space that I ended up in. People started sharing my story with their friends and their friends started coming to me, asking me, how do you get through this? How do you get, you know, how did this happen? And looking look at me as the, the lighthouse. And so with that was when I was like, oh, Maybe there's something more here. Maybe there is something I need to share more openly and keep going with this because someone, if someone else is going to heal as a result of what I've learned, then that's my gift. And so when the breakup to wake up came through, at first I was like, oh, I don't want to be known as the woman that had a divorce to, to find myself. And now I'm like, wait, it's just, it's a thing that happened. That's it. Right. And now that I'm expanding even more into this, it's not necessarily about a relationship. For me, that was what it was, at least in the first iteration. It is about breaking up with the stories that you've told yourself your entire life about not being enough, not being pretty enough, not being you know worthy of being loved or worthy of loving yourself, being ugly, being dismissed, not being part of a community, not being a leader, all these things that we've told ourselves from early childhood, because it was it's always about our early childhood, we, um, about who we thought we were supposed to be because someone else told us that or we heard, we interpreted something that someone told us and then we interpreted it to say, oh, I'm not good at math because I got that math problem wrong in front of the classroom and everyone laughed at me. Well, that wasn't true. You are good at math. Maybe you had a mistake that day. That's it. Boom, done. But we internalize that and create stories that we begin to believe that that is the box that we check in our life. And that is going to always be our box. Well, that's not true. So I try, what I do is I work with clients to uncheck that box. Let's get to the root of why you told yourself you're not, belong, you're not allowed to belong in a community. 
So how long were you married? Um, eight years. Mm, that's, that's a pretty long time. And how yeah. did you become involved with NLP, neuralistic programming? Neurolistic programming. So after filing for divorce, one of the, I made a couple of very key decisions very early on. One was I, I gave up drinking. Um, not that I'm an alcoholic. I don't have any issues with alcohol. I just, you know, it was, it's depressant. And I had a history of depression. And so I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to make these bold moves and choose me, I'm choosing to get rid of alcohol. So I got rid of alcohol, started a nutritional cleanse program and started working with my first life coach. And his practice is based in NLP work. And what I had seen, the transformation that I had seen within myself in the first three months of working together, and we ended up staying working together for six months, I was, in, I was enthralled. As much as I, like this first six months was really about me finding me and healing me, I then got, and when I started to feel really good about myself and cho choosing to love myself, I was like, all right, what is this NLP stuff all, really all about? What was it that was helping me to get to this next level? And that's when I, I really dug in and I, I went and got my first certification. I think I started that study a couple of months after he and my, I ended my initial relationship with my coach because I wanted to understand it. And when I started to look at like, okay, I'm going to coach. I'm going to do this now. Now I've got, like, I've got a lot of tools, but I've learned from him. And I continue to work with other coaches and just experiment and played. But the NLP was what made most sense to me uh, because it's, it's again, we, I sort of referenced this earlier, it's going to the root of the story that happened in those first seven years of life. So it's not necessarily healing like the traumas over a lifetime because there's, you, you're going to, like what happens is you see something that happens in your early childhood and that pattern repeats and repeats and can repeat throughout your life. Um, you know, maybe it happens once every couple of years or maybe it's once, like once a year you see this pattern emerge and it happens again and again and it continues to, when that pattern continues, it continues to undo the things that are, are meant for you to be, you know, you're meant to be programmed to be happy. You're meant to have love and receive love. The world wants to love you. The world wants to love you. Yet we create these boundaries and these limitations that say, no, I'm not deserving. And so what NLP does is we go back. Sometimes it, it takes a while. Like if, if this incident occurs, and maybe the last time you saw it was when you were 17 years old. Let's say you're 40 years old and this incident occurs, but the last time you saw it was 17. So we might have to spend some time in seven, at 17. What was that piece that happened? Um, like a client, we were just talking about this. Uh, I was talking with this client the other day who at 42 felt like she didn't have a community. She felt as if she was always, she's always been on her own outside of a community. And even though she's got a lot of activities and interests and she plays in, in community, but she doesn't feel she's got her own. And so we went back to when she was a teenager and she, you know, she played soccer and didn't, you didn't feel that she was part of that community. She, even though she played with these women, these young women for years, it always felt like she was outside looking in. And as we followed that trail, we went back to when she was five years old. And at five, her best friends, her older brothers had a tree house. And, and this is like her backyard neighbor. And this is, what, this is her best friend growing up. Well, that tree house was up in a tree. And the only way you could get to it was to climb up a fire pole. Well, she couldn't climb up that fire pole. Her best friend could. The kids, all the rest of the kids could. She couldn't. And because of that, she was looking up in that tree and saying, I don't belong. 
And she created this whole, at five years old, created a story that she didn't belong in a community because she couldn't get up into that tree. So what we did, what we worked through is instead of having that tree house up in the sky and her looking up and saying, I don't belong, we, we rewrote the story. That tree house came down to the ground. She created her own tree house and she was the leader of that community. And as she strengthened her, her belief that she was the one that everyone wanted to be around, the, the brothers and the friends that were up in the treehouse that she couldn't get to, they all came down that pole and they entered her treehouse on the ground. Now she's the community leader and the community has been built around her. So you see how that transitions now. And now she started, now there's a belief system, creating a new belief system that she gets to be, she gets to be the one in the center and that she's okay with her. So instead of being the one on the outside, she's, not, she's now the one in the center of it all. And, NLP, and that, so that practice of NLP is, is going to that root and also changing that, you know, shifting that cellular level of our beliefs of what we believe ourselves to be. So it's going to that root, plucking it out, planting a new seed and then having a new pathway and then continuing to say that new pathway till that becomes the regular track. Because we all have done this when we've created a story about ourselves and we see these patterns emerge, we often tend to go to that negative story first. And so shifting it to saying, uh-uh, that's not me anymore. This is me because it's actually who I've always been. So would you say that NLP helps a person to raise their personal awareness? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. And, and it's always about it's always about self. We, and it's interesting, even the most prolific coaches, and I've been very fortunate because my, I have a, a podcast as well, and I interview coaches from literally around the world. And even the, the, those of us who've been coaching for many years, 20, 30, 40 years, we still have those moments of insecurity. And we still have those moments of self-doubt and question about self-worth. Now they may be passing, right? They might be fleeting. They might come in for a moment and they're gone, but we all have them. So it is about shifting how we perceive ourselves and, and knowing that we are okay within our being. It has nothing to do with that external world and an external validation. Yet our ego every once in a while checks in and says, oh, but you need, you need that external validation. No, you don't. Everything, I'm going to quote Star Wars here, everything you need, you have everything you need. Well, I do observe that a lot of people seek external validation which for me is like a dog chasing its tail because you'll never be satisfied if you can only be satisfied by what the external world or external people say about you but i also understand you advocate for understanding personal values why do you think that's important personal values are super important is your values system is your roadmap on how you make decisions about who you want to be in the world and how you choose to show up in the world. So it's a, you know, it starts really simply. It starts really simply, yet a lot of us don't really take the time to actually identify our values. We probably already live into them, but have never really sat down and said, like, these are what they are and defining them for ourselves. So what I, a couple exercises that I do, if you, you, you're struggling to say, I don't really know, it's like, I, I like to be honest, but I don't really know if that's one of the top values. Um, sometimes if we can't really look at within ourselves, what I start is by asking people to identify people in their lives that they admire. And then from there, when they, who, who they admire, write down why you admire them. And you're going to start to see a pattern emerge. Top five people in the world that you admire. Whether you people there are people you actually know, whether they're authors or thought leaders, 
or people that have passed or perhaps they're fictional characters that you just you really are attracted to and you write down those descriptions of why you like them so much and why you keep feeling pulled to them the pattern that emerges is going to be these are the types of things these are the qualities of the people that why you admire them those might be the qualities that you want to imbibe but maybe you're not actually living into those so identifying those and then defining them for yourselves not the webster's dictionary not that it's about who you choose to be based on how you choose to be that way. And so when you want to define those, now you have a roadmap of how you're going to make a decision. So it's amazing when we start to have that awareness around ourselves and what we're just, how we're choosing to live. Well, I do explore values in my book, actually, um, in terms of relationships and being clear about your values, also being clear about the values you're looking for in another person, because if they don't align, you're probably going to run into um, problems. A lot of people have this idea that shared interests is a good foundation for a relationship. But my belief is shared values are a, a good foundation for a relationship. And are you choosing to grow together, especially in a relationship? Because if you want that, if that's the growth that you want to see and that longer term, it is chemistry. That's the other word. Mm. It's more about compatibility and less about chemistry. Chemistry is wonderful. And yes, you need both. But the compatibility is what's going to allow you to lead you to a longer term commitment along with communication and understanding that you're on a path together. You mentioned that you do podcasting. So what's your podcast about? So my podcast is called Leap and I interview uh, coaches and healers from around the world. And the, the whole concept behind that is what inspired them to take a leap of faith in starting their own business um, and jumping out into the world and saying, and putting that declarative statement, my journey through my own healing is now going to be helping somebody else. And, I'm, and the tools and everything that I've learned, I'm going to now share with others so that they can grow and heal themselves. And so it's, it's not, it's, you know, I see therapy in a very different way with coaching. It's, it's about providing the tools and holding the space for you to discover your own answers because you have all your answers. Perhaps you're not able to see them for yourself. Um, perhaps you're unwilling to see them for yourselves and, and you just really need that accountability partner to hold you accountable to you because it's not about me and Nigel, it's not about you, right? It's, it's about the other person in that conversation who is choosing to heal and to grow. I've been so inspired by these men and women who are taking their own healing journey and have been through the depths of hell for themselves and come out and are living vibrantly and are still continuing to do their own work. It's, it's a continual process. It's not like a one and done, you know, it's a continual layering of, uh, unlayering and, and discovery of self and that they've taken those, that beautiful journey of their own and are helping others to awaken to their own beauty. This is the platform. I, I want to provide a platform where they can share and grow and have other people connect with them because they have such amazing gifts to share. To be able to connect with these amazing souls who are doing the most incredible work. So what are your plans for the future? I am writing my first book. So excited about it. Um, it's called Break Up to Wake Up, Journey Beyond the Now. And the concept of the book is to highlight journeys for men and women around the world who have been at their lowest of lows, felt that they lost themselves. Look in the, they're looking at themselves in the mirror and saying, I don't recognize who I am anymore. I'm the shell of the person that I thought I was meant to be. Why am I here? Why have I punished myself so heavily 
in being this place. And I say punish myself because I have, you know, stories that are coming in about divorce. That actually will be mine. And I'll be talking about my own journey through that. Stories coming through, coming in about alcohol and drug abuse. Um, someone who's le- who left a cult. And when he left that cult, you know, he left his family because his whole family he was born into it. So he left his entire support system, everything and everyone that he knew, because he knew inside of himself, there was something else. And this was not, that cult was not aligned with him. Um, I have uh, a woman in India who left a marriage and she was married into the military. And in India, women are seen as objects, not as partners. So for her to have had the courage to do that and stand up and say, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to love me. She talks about that. It's going through those depths of hell and coming out swinging vibrantly in life. Um, and that the purpose of this is that I know in the depth of my journey, I couldn't see the light. I didn't, I didn't believe it. Um, I clung to a story of a friend of mine who'd been just a few years ahead of me on her journey. And she was shining in that, in that light. She's like, I promise you, Jocelyn. She promised me. She committed this to me. She's like, you will not be in this dark tunnel for the rest of your life. It feels lonely and cold there now. You will come through this and you will not just only be a thriver, you know, survivor, you're going to be thriving. I promise you that. And so she, you know, she was one of my accountability partners through my, my journey. And I, what I really want to do is provide a space where people can read these stories and maybe they can identify with something of themselves in any of them. And so the intention is to have stories from different aspects of this because we all have our own journey. And if they see a little piece of themselves in that and understand that they too can come through it, then, then they get to really be a designer of their own life. And so that's the purpose of that. So that book is coming out. Um, Hitting the Shelves in November 22nd is our is our uh, publishing date. That's our deadline. Um, we want to have, have it up for the holidays. So right now I've got 13 authors from around the world, 13 authors, five, six continents, six continents. I'm like, have to count. Um, 13 authors, six continents, and, and men and women sharing their own journeys through their own struggles to coming in on the other side and how they discovered loving themselves. Um, so that's the big thing. And then starting in October, um, I'm starting a first, my first panel of a four panel series, also by the same name, Break Up to Wake Up. And the concept of those um, in the first three will be three women for each, each panel. And we're going to be talking about the same, the same piece, like diving into when we've gone through that, that depth of we're in the darkness and starting to build, rebuild ourselves. And finding finding ourselves, um, we're going to dive into that conversation. So I have relationship coaches uh, from the U.S., the U.K., Canada, and Central America um, coming in, and we're going to be having these dialogues about what that means. Starting with finding our alignment, and then finding ourselves, and then igniting our own fire and loving who we are. And then in January, bringing the men into the conversation, and how does that affect? The, the mixing of energy, the feminine and masculine energy. Um, so it starts with women and then we, and then culminates in this beautiful conversation with the men on how we have that interplay. So Jocelyn, how can people contact you? Best way to find me is on Facebook. My, my Facebook address is, or my Facebook page is facebook.com um, backslash Jocelyn dot 
Bellows 24. All the information about all the coursework and everything will be on that site. Um, there'll be links to the, the Break Up to Wake Up six-week series starting in October 12th, as well as the, the panel series also starting on October 12th. And the book will be coming out in, in November. So you'll see all of that up there. Well, Jocelyn in Colorado, USA, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Nigel. So appreciate the time this morning. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.